Boy, and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. What's up? Happy Friday, everybody. Uh, Doug Matthews coming up in about 20 minutes. Oh, I forgot I teased this earlier. Uh, I teased this yesterday. Mike Vrabel is the coach of the year. I said I was going to hit that in the last segment. Okay. I didn't, so I'm just paying off that tease if you were listening to the, yeah, end of the show. I told you it was, he was also, they were the staff as the coaches. In the, in the Pro Bowl? Yeah. Like what happened? When did that change? Because it used I to be the team had... that lost the championship game. I have no idea. And they got a busy schedule. I mean, man, they got to go to the Senior Bowl. Uh, I don't know how many staff members go, but Frey will be there. And all the scouting guys. Uh, man, it's, uh... I always wonder, do the coaches uh, like being there for the practices as much as the players or not? <laughs> I mean, it was like a vacation, really. I mean, we always leaned on the veterans. Uh, I remember Junior Seau, the late great Junior Seau, man. Bless his soul. Uh they, when I, I forgot who the coaching staff was. Man, it might have been Cower. But he was like, hey, man, we practicing a little too hard and too long. We got to go. <laughs> and, and then he followed it up with, like, I got tea time at this time. <laughs> and I believe he said that one time, and we never practiced more than a, an hour after that. Yeah. Pro Bowl practices? Yeah. Not not supposed to be strenuous, huh? It, well, they put limitation on what you can run anyway as far as you're supposed to. But right. you know, some of the guys out there doing their own thing, man, it, it's crazy. You're not supposed to blitz and step on. You know, dude, you're not supposed to do, man. I mean, man, it's just. Can I just tell you, though, I'm sick. I will watch the Pro Bowl pregame show, and then I'll watch the whole game. Then I'll be sad when it's over because there's nothing, Blaine. Oh, wow. Well, got to drive I, to Birmingham I, to watch the I, Michigan I Panthers. I wonder if there's other people as extreme as you, but I'll watch it. I'll turn on when it starts, and then I want to make sure I see the end. Because that's and really the guys start playing, playing for serious. their extra plane fare money yeah, for their family. Yeah, for the fourth quarter. Yeah. <laughs> well, now the money's so big, they ain't playing for the Well, that, that's true. Once upon a time, though? It was. That was yeah. a good check. It was, what, 25 if you lost and 45 if you won or yes. 50? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly hey, what man, I'm playing. That's several more family members. I had to fly out here. Yeah. I need this 45. Mm-hmm. And, and for what guys make now? But if you made hundred and ten thousand dollars and you made the Pro Bowl, <laughs> then you made twenty. You made a quarter of your salary just for being there. Then almost half of your salary again if you won. Mm-hmm. That's, That's why they started hitting each other at the end of the game. Yeah, and they don't anymore. That's like sometimes a guy will just fall down or push down, or yeah. sometimes they'll just grab the running back and blow the whistle. Once upon a time, the Pro Bowl ended with like people hitting each other. They won in forty five k. Yeah, That's a I definitely role. did. Yeah, Jerry Rice still mad at me today. <laughs> you hit Jerry Rice in the Pro Bowl. Yeah, you Did know, you hit the goat? I, I was like, "Hey, man, I, I don't have all that that money banked like you do, man. I need this extra twenty five G's, man. It was fourth quarter. I got to do it." <laughs> was he like, "What are you doing?" He said, "I'm gonna get you. Wait till we play in the game. I'm gonna toast you." I was like, "Well, we all know who's gonna win the foot race, not me." <laughs> That's okay, man. Luckily, you never I, I got this twenty five game, twenty five thousand extra, so I'm good to go. You man. covered him in game, though. You, yeah, I mean, you yeah. saw him in the game. Yeah, I was frightened. <laughs> my legs were shaking. So, okay, uh, yeah, that well, was my rookie year. What yeah. was it for him? Was it how he ran his routes? Because remember, people always said, "Oh, Jerry, he's never going." Then scouting report fast, on him, right. he's never going to make it because he's not fast. I love when people say that. Too. And it's <laughs> like, where's the video of people catching him? Right. There's Show me any, any of that. Yeah, yeah he's football yeah. fast. Put yeah. pads on him. Have yeah. somebody chase him, and let's see how fast he is. Yeah, he definitely was fast enough. He was a great route runner. I mean, you know, he was he's the best of the best. I mean, he's the goat. So there's no part of his game. That was uh, lacking, as we all know. 
And he was a competitor and didn't do all the things that he did uh, for so long. Really good. Didn't he play it like he was 40? Yeah. Receiver. Yeah, he was He was still hanging in there. He was still, you know, out there running his heels and in cliffs and all that crap out there, man, in South Carolina. I mean, Southern California, man. He's, he's a great player, man. I'm glad I went out there one-on-one with him too often. <laughs> yeah, hang on out there, D-Walk. In FC West. <laughs> hey, man. You got him tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, good good luck, Jordan. Yeah, I got you, man. <laughs> so, yeah, man, those guys. Oof. We got a uh, question up on Blaine and Mickey uh, Twitter, and it is basically Titans fans because here's the thing. We did a segment of Buck Rising, and then Blaine started about watching film, and then and then he started saying some things uh, that he had seen in the film. <laughs> now people are cussing in his own TV chat and tweeting us, you know. Or then he told me I didn't know Vrabel said that he was great. He's a great coach. Mike Vrabel – yeah. Lucas, you want to hit that one more time? Do not. This is what inflamed everybody. So it's Friday. Why not just, just throw some gas on the fire? Have a good weekend, man. This was after the loss to the Cincinnati Bengals. I think Todd does a great job. I think he's a great. You think he's a great coach? I think he's a hard worker. <laughs> you know, and um, you know there were there's always going to be calls you'd like to have back. There's plays you'd like to have back. Um, but but I don't evaluate things. Um, you know, I try to. Try to see how guys communicate with each other, the players. Um, are we all on the same page? Is there you know, good communication? Um, how do we do on third down? How are we doing in the red zone? And you know, things have to be better in all three phases each and every year. But um, you know, I, I I love the relationship that Todd has with the assistant coaches and the players, and you know, we'll all continue to improve. You know what the great irony of that clip is? Lucas, you, do you have your headphones on to hear that? I, 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 I had my headphones on, but I was not listening to it. Is that there are just myself. sirens blaring oh, yeah. in the background. <laughs> it's like just screaming. Because <laughs> they, they, they knew Brable was giving a bunch of BS. Oh, people That's in the They zone. said, this is alert, alert. We got to pick him up. He's, oh, <laughs> something's wrong with him. Oh, it's so hot in here. Um, Cousin Andrew says, you might as well whiz in my Cheerios. <laughs> Uh, Tennessee Tim says Downing calls plays like he's playing Madden against the computer. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, the distinguished gentleman yeah. says the hitman is a beast. That is true. Yeah. That that part yeah. is one hundred percent true. They, they of that. Some, some uh, you know some observations on the 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 passing game in the secondary. All right, I, I got I, I got some observations. I could definitely help you out there, there because uh, and. <laughs> Paul and Burrow, hold on. I'll get you in just a minute. Uh, Mark Spain Real Estate Hotline. That yeah, made me dangerous. I was gonna keep that in my back pocket, man. He got me lit. Oh no, he got he got. It was like a like one of those saran those uh, buildings in Saran Wrap, the old hot house where you go in there in the winter and they're growing plants and flowers. Greenhouse. Mm-hmm. It, it was like greenhouse level sweating in here when he started like saying that. Um, this might make you the sweat come on your brow. Cause everybody's saying, well, I mean, the Forty ers are an anomaly. I mean, they're what are they doing here? Jimmy G, how how are they still here? And if they can do it, well, because I, I started thinking. Okay. You said he was 4-1 and one in the playoffs. Yeah. He's only lost the Super Bowl. So, <laughs> That's so crazy. Lost. That's the only loss he's got. And if he hits one or two passes, we're not even he having this conversation. There's win. one especially I can think of. Yeah. So I thought, okay, yardage-wise, offense, San Francisco versus the Titans. Total yards, 49ers had 63-87. Titans only 58-22. So they had, you know, what, 500 more yards. So I thought, okay, passing yards per game. San Francisco with Jimmy G, 248 passing yards per game. Titans barely crossed the 200 mark, 201. 
throwing for 201 in today's NFL. They're throwing for 201 yards a game. They're dinosaurs. I was going to make a dinosaur noise, but I don't know what noise to make. <laughs> Rushing yards. Okay, you think the Titans are killing them in that department. Well, Titans did run for 141 a game. 49ers ran for 127 a game. They, they can run the ball now. That scheme is stuff to stop. Points per game. Uh, San Francisco 49ers, 25.1. Titans, 24.6. So they outscored the Titans, too. So then I thought, what about Jimmy G? Versus Tannehill. Because Jimmy G is always that other guy that, like, well, if this guy can do it, then. Uh, right. It's a good comparison. I mean, Jimmy G. I don't, I don't know these these answers in the stats here. I'm, I'm interested to hear this. Jimmy G. Uh, 301 to 441, 68% completion, 3,810 yards. On 441 attempts, he had 3,800 plus yards. How many games did he miss? Or did he miss? He missed two. He played 15. So that's Tannehill beats everybody in toughness. He's tough as a, you know, Mm -hmm. $3 stake. Tannehill had 90 more pass attempts. He was 357 for 531 for 37.34 for almost 1,000 less yards. Mm. I'm sorry, almost. 100 less, 100, 100 less yards, uh, 67%. So Jimmy G had a higher completion percentage, 68, 67. He had more passing yards. His yards per attempt was 8.6 and Tanny Hills was only seven yards per attempt. So almost well, a yard and a half easily per attempt more for Jimmy G. Uh, Jimmy G had 20 touchdowns and only 12 interceptions. Tanny Hill had 21 and 14 interceptions. He got four touchdowns in that last game against the Texans, and that put him over Jimmy G by one touchdown. But he did throw one more very interception. Comparable. It's very comparable. Yeah. See, yards per attempt is the thing that stands out to me the most. A yard and a half more every time they threw the ball. Mm. Now, it's probably their scheme and system and how how they layer. Because remember, I told you when we watched them play us, I had never seen someone call and layer call. I didn't think we were going to be able to stop them all game. Right. After that first drive, like, oh my gosh. Oh, we got to make some adjustments. The scripted stuff they came out with, which the Titans what, scored three times on the first drive all year, that thing that the 49ers came out with was like a hot knife going through butter. Ooh, wow, Credit the defense for how they, they, did. they, they did. made adjustments. Mm-hmm. Skip. But, uh, yeah, that, and actually I think Tannehill is better than Jimmy G. Yeah. All around, I think he I think he's a, a better runner. If we're just looking at their traits. Yep. Traits are, you know, how fast they can run and arm strength and all those things. Jimmy G may have, a, like, maybe a quicker release, but their traits, I mean, Tannehill, I think, is a little bit better. They they both seem to be not clutch. We shall see. If, if, that's going to go away if Jimmy G wins a Super Bowl or gets to another one. I mean, like, dang, I've been to two Super Bowls. Right. So, he didn't do too much the last game, though, in Green Bay, but it was bad weather and everything. But, man. Yeah. So, very similar, Jimmy G and Tannehill. And people statistically. Talk about, yeah, statistically. statistically. And people talk about Jimmy G. Oh, that, it's, it's the same guys around Tannehill. But a, a yard and a half more per attempt right. was the thing that stood out to me the most. Um, let's grab one quick phone call, Lucas. I know we're against a break, but Paul has uh, been kind and waited oh, and held. That's so. our boss. I don't know. Maybe it is. Paul, well, what's going on, calling, man? Paul, Thanks for man. calling. Appreciate you participating. <laughs> yes, sir, you're on. Yeah. <laughs> I like how you said that. <laughs> Thank you, Paul. Oh man, hey, man, I 
It's just nah, not going to work. Defense didn't cut it, man. Y'all coached up defense side. Y'all had to get it done, man. After assistant those, after, defensive after, line coach. After that, after those nine sacks, defense line coach, assistant to the assistant, you, you didn't get it done, man. Hey, man. Big Jeff <laughs> said you didn't have the towel placed properly in his locker. <laughs> and he's not even mad about it, but we are. Oh, man. Got oh, to man. go. Speaking of that, we got to go. Uh, Doug Matthews said to join us next. Lots going on on Rocky Top. We'll get uh, into all that with uh, our coach, our college coach, Doug Matthews, next. Blaine and Q1045, The Zone. Lots of Titans talk this week. Lots of football talk, as always. Uh, we know we got basketball season coming up. Don't worry. We got that covered for you, too, uh, every day from 1 to 3. Um, Doug Matthews Bowl, is our guest. Yeah, we got Super Bowl on in the studio. Uh, Big Ben and the Steelers versus the Cardinals. I can tell you there is one of the wildest. Ken Wisenhunt. Yes, they keep showing Wisenhunt too, which mm. just makes. I, I remember watching that whole season. I thought uh, Kurt Warner was calling plays, and uh, if I'm not mistaken, because uh, didn't Matt Liner start off the season as a starter? Well, I was going to say there's Bruce Arians right there calling plays Play. for the Steelers, mm-hmm. and he was the guru. He was the dude. Yeah, not the Wiz. No. <laughs> <laughs> now there's uh, Bruce Arians right there, and if they can tackle oh, uh, who's James Harrison? Remember he got an interception. Oh into, man, I and got ran tired 99 yards or whatever, if, and everybody had a chance to tackle him twice. He was running so slow. No, they saw him pushing that sled with a thousand pounds on. They said, "I want no parts of that guy." If anybody like, could have tackled him, that. the Cardinals probably win that game. It was the last play of the half. Man, my back hurts just looking at One of the greatest plays in Super Bowl history. 100% it was. That guy was an incredible football player. But if anybody just can just grab his ankle till enough till enough players show up. Anyway, I, we could talk about this all day, but why would we do that? Coach Matthews Wait, was there. Hey, Coach Doug Matthews <laughs> is on the line with us. Uh, Coach, how in the world are you doing on this uh, beautiful winter's day? I'm doing very well, thank you. Just uh, got out of a rousing uh, game of uh, competitive bridge. So. Oh. Uh, not quite, not quite like a fourth quarter drive against Alabama in the fourth quarter, as I mentioned, but, but it's it pretty neat. I liked it. Who was the NFL head coach uh, that was a, a like a world class Bruce player? Was it Tommy Prothrow? Yes, Prothrow was. Yeah, yep. oh, man, great recall. Uh, I don't know if he's world class, but he certainly was very good. Uh, several several of those uh, head football coaches have been in, in the past, uh, especially after they. Uh, if they hung up the cleats, so to speak, or the whistle, I guess would be more appropriate. Sure. Well, Josh, Josh Heupel, uh, I don't know if he's a, a bridge player or world-class, but he has been on the job for a year as the Tennessee head coach. So I'll start with this today. It's been a year. What's going well? What do you say? This is where he needs to maybe step things up a little. You know, uh, I've, I've, I've really sat back and looked at this, and I'll be talking much more about it in more depth, obviously, on, on the Big Orange Sunday shows. But, you know, I think any fair-minded person, if you look at where this program was when he came in, uh, the number of uh, players that uh, were either leaving or said they were leaving, um, top players, uh, four or five uh, starters uh, that he didn't even have an opportunity to visit with, uh, the fact that uh, there certainly was going to be something uh, negative that was going to happen with the NCAA recruiting investigation. Uh, I think the guy's done a wonderful job. I've been very impressed with him, uh, the way he has handled things. Uh, I, I really like the way that he uh, talks to people, uh, interacts with people. I think he seems to be a very smart young man. 
And after this first year, I think it's pretty clear that we we know now exactly what his offense is. He's got that in place. Certainly, he'll add things, and it'll be better next year because of another year and another spring in it. We know what his defense is, the style of defense he's going to play. Uh, we know what his kicking game is. So all those things are in place. Now you just have to refine them and get players uh, you know, more comfortable with them. Uh, there's certainly on defense are some areas that they must improve on. Uh, most of it uh, has to do, I think, with understanding the defense a little bit better. But particularly on that that side of the ball, I, I think there's some some key areas in, in fundamentals that that the coaches have to do a better job of ingraining in the players. Uh, you know, just basic things like contain and keeping a quarterback in the pocket. Tennessee got hurt almost every game they lost this year uh, from a defensive perspective was uh was was a, it involved a running quarterback running for a lot of yards mm, Matt corral yeah, yeah. Mm. well corral old miss uh, alabama uh pitt mm-hmm. uh, you know most most every game they lost mm-hmm. uh was that that had something to do with it now obviously georgia alabama a couple of those teams didn't make much difference really but uh so that's some things they have to correct but i like where they are he's uh he has started rebuilding the base. You you must rebuild if you're going to get to the championship level. There's you can take shortcuts if you want to, and maybe get there, but if you're not bringing in about twenty high school prospects, twenty freshmen per class, you know if you're living on a uh, on on some type of transfer, whether it be junior college or transfer portal, that'll help you for a year or two. But you got you got to put those twenty twenty one nineteen. Uh, people, cl- uh, freshman classes together to get where you need to be. It's going to take a little bit longer, maybe, but uh, he has done that this year. I don't think they're done yet. Uh, they certainly have some scholarships available, but uh, I don't think there's any doubt they're they're waiting to see exactly are there going to be ramifications when the uh, when when the NCA makes their decision on the recruiting stuff or not. And it's it's kind of up in the air right now because uh, the NCAA is. Uh, you know, I don't think anybody really knows exactly where they are right now. We know that they're 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 going to have a brand new constitution. You know, what's the enforcement going to look like? Are they going to leave it up to conferences? Uh, so that's kind of up in the air right now. And I think that's why I don't think I know that's why they're they are holding some scholarships back that they could use next year if indeed they don't get some scholarship reductions. But you know, it's that old deal. Head coach I used to work for, John Major, used to say all the time, and I, I love this statement. You know, you gotta, you gotta hope for the best, but prepare for the worst. And so, uh, you know, you gotta prepare for something bad in that area. It might not happen. It's not great, but you gotta prepare for it. And I think Tennessee's done that. Good stuff, Coach Doug Matthews, hanging out with us as he always does uh, each week. Tennessee Highway Safety Office making that possible. If you're planning to drink, don't plan to drive. The Tennessee Highway Safety Office reminds you that fans don't let fans drive (laughs) drunk. Coach Doug Matthews, our guest, brought to you by, again, Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Well, Coach, uh, that's why you are the coach. We're with Coach Doug Matthews, and I'm not a coach. But you just said that that's why they're holding back scholarships. I'm I'm trying to figure out how you're referencing that, because if it was me, until I get a penalty, I'm using all my scholarships. I mean, you you got to take them from me. Well, you got to hit us next year. Is that how it works or no? Well, they held a few back this previous year. Now, the ones that they held back were made up for because you had that one-year free COVID year where you could uh, – they didn't count against you. 
They're now they're starting to count against you. So, uh, you know, Blaine, I don't know exactly where they are, but I'm, I'm close on this. They, they probably have, uh, when, when, when everybody reports, if, if everybody reports, they probably going to have, you know, somewhere around 10 scholarships available. Uh, they could use those now with the transfer portal players if they want, because mm-hmm. after this, this, uh, this semester has already started. So they won't be coming in till, till summer. And then you're going to have your, you're going to have a few more available at that time. Uh, I do know they're holding back scholarships. I think it's, uh, it's probably prudent and, Quite frankly, I don't know that the head football coach has a lot to do with this. I'm not saying he's for it or against it, but that's an athletic department and a university. Ah, got you. That's uh, that, you know, that's a little pay grade above his. Now, certainly, he's in the loop, but uh, mm-hmm. you know, I think it's it's more. Uh, Chancellor Plowman has handled this NCA investigation from the get go, uh, and uh, she is 100% in charge of that. And I'm just guess, don't know this, but I'm, I think I'm pretty solid ground that. Uh, She's the one that's uh, saying, hey, this is what we need to do. Coach White has a, a part in it, certainly, or, or uh, uh, athletic director White, Danny White, and certainly the head football coach does. But, uh, but it's, uh, you know, they're, they're, uh, that, that's coming almost directly from her. And, and let me just say this. I, I agree with her on this. You, you know, you bring in too many, then you're going to push it forward next year. Uh, I mean, uh, another year to 2023. Uh, Tennessee – uh, is in a rebuilding and they're going to be in a rebuilding regards how many scholarships they sign this year. So mm-hmm. uh, I think they want to get it over with, and then we move forward after that. Mm. All right. Well, I know they have, I guess, 18 early enrollees. I don't know all the guys names off the top of my head, but uh, do you see anybody, I guess, if you know them who may, you know, maybe get some playing time earlier, sooner than later, you think? Four of those 18, Blaine, are walk-ons, uh, mm. what are referred to as preferred walk-on. I get asked this all the time, what is a preferred walk-on? Well, a preferred walk-on is just somebody that can come in early, uh, and you're only allowed uh, – mo- most of the time it happens going into fall practice. You're only allowed, before school starts, 105 players, yeah. 85 of which can be on scholarship. Uh, so that's where the preferred walk-on comes in. But except for these young men, uh, a couple of them, one of them here from uh, Nashville, NBA, uh, really a highly recruited player that went to Nebraska. So uh, Jackson Hanna. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my this is a guess. I, I, I have not asked anybody up there. I'm not going to ask anybody because they probably we wouldn't answer it. If they did, they wouldn't want to. Uh, but my guess, I'm, and I'm not saying this about Hannah or any one particular I wouldn't be surprised when it's all said and done if, if some of these uh, preferred walk-ons uh, are not uh, getting some name image likeness. Uh, you know, if you're from Tennessee and uh, I'm just assuming, again, I, I don't, I don't want anybody to think I'm talking about Hannah because I'm not mm-hmm. in particular, but let's say, say if he, let's just use him as an example. Uh, I'm assuming he's got pretty good grades. He graduated from MBA. Uh, he's going to qualify for, of course, the uh, lottery scholarship, right off the bat, uh, and anybody else in this state. So I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, if I know it was discussed, uh, a good bit by this staff, by this head football coach about, do we, uh, do we want to try to get, uh, some of these young men involved in name image likeness? Uh, now again, the university cannot have anything to do with that, but obviously we see what's going on out there. The, uh, 
the the uh, the alumni from almost every school is getting involved in this. But they got uh, they got fourteen others to come in. That includes one transfer portal guy, Mincy, who uh, will be in the battle for the starting right tackle. That's the only T- the TP, the only transfer portal guy they got coming in right now. And uh, I would say the ones to look at. If you look at the areas of need with this team next year, that where you would think some freshmen could play, all four of their signee wide receivers are early enrollees. Uh, they have not added. They lost two really fine players there, you know, Peyton and uh, and Jones Jr. Really fine starters, both starters. Uh, they got they got some talented sophomores there, but. Uh, they have not brought another t- transfer portal player in yet. They had one they thought were going to get, but didn't come. Uh, so uh, that's an area. And uh, Blaine, I, I think uh, you know we would all agree that there's not an easy place to play in the Southeastern Conference for any position freshman coming in. But the easier certainly would be wide receiver because you can get mm-hmm. you can get by with uh, with. Uh, just talent out there and uh, experience is nice, but talent, you know, your blocking is pretty simple. You know, you block the guy in front of you, you know, yeah. <laughs> he may not be able to get him blocked, but, uh, but at least, you know, who to block on that. So that area, uh, the, uh, they're really high on one of their offensive linemen, the, uh, the Nichols youngster. Uh, but again, that is a tough offensive line, defensive line, uh, you you got to be a special player to play as a true freshman. Yeah, no doubt uh, yeah. in this league. So if that happens, I, I I know they would rather it be somebody else and let it, that young man, as I like to call him, soak a little bit. But uh, but uh, that they may have to play him. But uh, the bottom line is they got they got fourteen more youngsters that weren't there last year that are there this year that they have recruited. I I really try to talk about this every time. Remember, Coach Heupel did not bring in a single scholarship player other than a few, uh, three or four, maybe five transfer portal players. Mm-hmm. Everybody else on this team last year were, were, were not recruited by he or his staff. Now he's got at least, at least with what's coming in next fall, 20 players coming in that he and his staff have recruited to their system. So, uh, I always try to keep that in mind when I'm when I'm talking about what this team looks like right now or what it will look like in 2020. Mm. Well, with the coach uh, Doug Matthews, I guess one more for me is I'm a little concerned. I saw uh, Banks, uh, Jeremy Banks, posted that he was the biggest, strongest, you know, fastest guy. Like he was coming out to the draft, and yeah. then he deleted it. I mean, where are we at with this, or do we even know? Well, I don't know. Do you, have you already? Ha- uh, again, I don't keep up with the NFL draft that much. No, I've not seen his name anywhere. But don't you don't you have to declare to that? I, by I think you have to by Monday, or was oh, it this past out? Monday? I don't know. Like I Monday. would say this. <laughs> yeah, I was getting a little uh, nervous. I'm like, man, they 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 need some middle linebackers. <laughs> I don't know where that. I don't know where their name image likeness is going. Uh, Got a pretty good idea where it's coming from, but. Uh, uh-huh. If I was going to keep a player on this team, he'd be one. I mean, you you take him out of that linebacker core, and uh, mm-hmm. that's uh, 
Uh, well, let me put it like this. I wouldn't want to be coaching him next year. <laughs> okay. All right. That's what we needed right there. We're on with Coach Doug Matthews. Keeping it real. Appreciate it, Coach. So, Coach, Mike Wilson did a story this week from the Knoxville News Sentinel about some some of those uh, third-tier type violations the Vols had turned in. And if people wonder how just absurd some of this stuff is, like a kid dribbled a basketball once on the court while he was getting a picture taken. And if he dribbled it on the carpet – you know, he would have been fine, but he dribbled it on the court. And there was another one where some guys got stuck behind the crowd and followed the vol walk, and that was a violation. Would people even believe uh, what all the things are that are actually violations? No, and and you know what, uh, the they don't mean anything. Uh, Roy Kramer told me when he's when he was uh, commissioner one time. Coach Kramer actually hired me at Vanderbilt, uh, and when he he we were just discussing that. Uh, he said the average number now, back then they called them secondary violations, yeah. primary and secondary. They're now, they got it by levels, but a level three would qualify as a secondary violation. He said, you know, Doug, he said the average number per year when he was commissioner per school of secondary violations was 50. That was the average. Yeah. Now that included all sports, but you know, you sometimes you run into a player, uh, you know, that it means absolutely nothing. Maybe it's a hand slap. Maybe it's not. There's only two things uh, that that are going to get you in serious trouble uh, in the Southeastern Conference or any conference in the NCAA. Number one is doing something to change a player's grades to get him admitted or eligible. And number two is some monetary inducement to get him to to come to your school. Now, we know with name, image, likeness, That is going on, and it's going to continue to go on. Uh, I'm going to do a big segment on this tomorrow, but uh, nobody – I've talked to so many coaches out there. Nobody nobody has any idea where this thing is or where it's going. I, I kind of liken it to – and I'm going to really get into this tomorrow. It's kind of like you're in the middle of a storm. You know, you're out on the ocean or a big lake. You're in a storm. And you kind of keep calm. You don't really know how you're going to get out of it or maybe where you're going, but you got to keep calm and let that storm pass. That's where these coaches are in name, image, likeness right now because it is all over the place. you got players that are going at, at almost not every school, but many schools. you got players that are going in the transfer portal just for the simple reason to try to get more money or get money from maybe the school that you're at or – uh, and again, we're talking about name, image, likeness from another school. Yeah. Uh, you got, there's no question, absolutely no question that programs, schools, uh, football programs are having, making contact with players that play at other universities, many in, in, in their own conference in the Southeastern conference. In our case, there's no question that's going on. And uh, there's nothing out there that can stop anybody right now. But, but my point on the storm is, and, and just staying calm because this is going to be addressed and they'll eventually get this thing refined where you can do this and you can't do that. But right now there's just simply not any rules. Uh, you know, you, there's, there's, there's really not any rules out there right now. And uh, you're, we're going to have a lot of people asking for forgiveness uh, when all this uh, comes due here and they're probably going to get it. But uh, that, that's that's where we are. Name, image, likeness, right now. It's a uh, it's it's a uh, it's 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 all over the place. You know, all all over the place.
Well, the coach will be listening. Uh, football Saturday, Big Orange Sunday, both on 104.5 The Zone. Always love our segments with you as well. Thank you, Coach. Have a great weekend. I'll be tuned in, Coach. Same to you all, and we'll talk next week. Yes, sir. Coach Doug Matthews, always uh, great catching up with him. When we come back, it'll be great catching up with you because we're going to call our shot next. It is on the uh, Zone TV chat, or you can tweet us at Blaine and Mickey, or you can just call the Mark Spain Real Estate Hotline, 615-737-1045. We will call our shot next. And my shot has something to do. The 49ers have to do something Blaine did. That's going to have something to do with my shot, so you got to come back and hear it right now. Be caller number five. That's a tease. Be caller number five now for a chance to win tickets to see the Preds and the Canucks in Smashville Tuesday, February 1st, it's free ticket Friday with the zone and the Nashville Predators. Uh, pucks drops, a puck drops it. They're only going to drop one at 7 p.m. on Tuesday, February 1st. Again, uh, Preds and Canucks, 615-737-1045. Caller 5 will get you there. Hockey in full swing in Smashville. You want to get yourself some more information or some tickets, here's what you do. Just go to NashvillePredators.com slash tickets. That's where the magic happens. Well, that in Smashville. Call now. What you talking about, Willis? Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. Give us three steps here to call our shot. We'll do that. Call your shot. We do it every Friday. Brought to you by Chattanooga Whiskey. Available at your favorite Nashville retail store. Drink Chattanooga Whiskey. Enjoy responsibly. Uh, We're doing the show. We're enjoying the Super Bowl from 2009. The Cardinals and the Steelers. Oh, I'm calling my shot. The Steelers win. They throw it to Santonio home. That's an all time. That's an all time throw in the corner of the end zone, and an all time catch. He was he was as covered that as you could great. be. That was crazy. So it, this game, there were some amazing plays. That <laughs> we're just like, oh my, look at that guy. Oh, there's that guy. And you watch any Super Bowl, and it's like, oh man, I forgot about that guy. That Ooh. might be the first Super Bowl that I like remember ev- everything about. You know what I mean? Like the way the game went, the biggest plays, everything that happened. Okay. Every time you say something like that, somebody gets an AARP card I'm in the so mail because you made us feel so old. Yeah. What was the one before that, the 2008 season? Somebody just went to lunch or to dinner at 249 <laughs> when you said that, Lucas. You just made somebody else old. When you every time you say something like that, like, like I watch like, like I can remember what happened in two thousand eight. <laughs> <laughs> that was so long ago, man. We in twenty twenty one, twenty two. <laughs> oh wait, no, no, it was the Giants, right? It was the never mind. Meanwhile, he just got off of Google. One. He just I, got off of Google. Yeah, I, I, I have very vivid <laughs> memories of the Cowboys Broncos Super Bowl, which was after uh the seventy seven season. Watch this. Cowboys and the Broncos played in the Super Bowl? Yes, they did. And former Cowboys. <laughs> was, watch this. Who was the quarterback? Craig Norton? Craig Morton was the quarterback of the Broncos, and he had been the quarterback of the Cowboys till he lost his job to Roger Staubach. Ah, so I do remember. Oh, that's a grudge bit. match. I don't remember seeing it, but I remember uh, well, I when remember. I first started watching. Yeah. Trying to recall when I was like five. Harvey Martin and Randy White, <laughs> the Manster. He oh, was half Randy man White and half bad. monster. The oh, Manster. Oh, he was great. Yeah, they they knocked Craig Morton out of his career. He got they had to put the backup in a guy named Norris Weiss. I definitely do not know who that is. I, don't remember that name. <laughs> hey, I thought that was an accountant. That, well, that you just he, he was. He was <laughs> soon after that. You know, we, so who the heck is he was, that? He went to one of the directional schools in Louisiana. I think I'd seen him play against A State as a kid. Anyway, um, <laughs> time to call our shot. As uh, you heard me talking about our friends at Chattanooga Whiskey, maybe you'll warm up a little bit of that responsibly, of course, this weekend. Uh, Lucas Panzica.
You made us feel old, but we're going to let you call your shot first. What you got? Rams, Chiefs, Super Bowl, and for the second year in a row, the L.A. Rams, someone will host the Super Bowl in their Mm -hmm. home stadium. The L.A. Rams will do it. Brian pointed out to me the other day, it had never been done until the Bucs did it last year. year, And the Rams, if they win Sunday, are going to do it. In back-to-back years. 55 and 56. That's how deep we had to get into Amazing. the Super Bowl. Yeah. Rams, Chiefs, Super Bowl. That's my that's my shot. And you picking Rams? Picking Rams. Just picking the chalk. Man, we great minds thinking like, so I'm, I, I got to go in a different direction there. That was what I was going <laughs> to say. All that what you said is what I was going to say. So I'm going to go out on a limb now. <laughs> All right. Y'all got me lit up in here today. Yeah, All right. He's his chair away. All right. He's standing up. We will keep Todd Downey. But we will also... Hire quarterbacks coach or some form of assistant offensive passing game coordinator or something like that. Are y'all listening, Titans? That's what they need to do. Listen to me. Oh, Hitman, know a little something. So, yeah, I think they Matter of fact, why don't they just call Sean Payton, come in, just kind of go over what they doing and what they not doing, and then that would be just enough for me. He don't even have to be here for the season. Just a week. That's all he needs. Consultant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's it. Then we'll be off to the races. I think we got one year for this thing. Then it's, you know, up for grabs with Tannehill and, and the King here. Oh, what happened to our computer screen, man? It just uh, they blink on and off. Uh, by the way, the most random things happened to his own TV chat. Uh, Chuck just said, how about Neil O'Donnell? Like, what is this in response? To- well, how about him? <laughs> oh, well, for a passing game. Uh, oh, uh, bring him in. Thank you, Chuck. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. I would say, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, bring in Neil O'Donnell. Boy, he used to give us troubles at practice. Boy, he made our defense great. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one there, Vrabel. He, he made our something? defense great. And then the great behind that is said, number one. Number one defense. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Texans are interviewing the dude who's never coached, but on the high school level. One of the McCown brothers, the one that was a Texan. He was on like 17 teams. Luke? Well, in this day and age, I'm not going to say that's just out, you know, just way out there far left, but uh, I wouldn't do it, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. Yeah. I mean, I mean, just think about that. You know, a lot of players, I mean, we're talking about the college level, level is getting, you know, head coaching jobs. Yeah. With no experience, so mm, NFL. Here we go. Wouldn't be surprised. All right, we got to go. Here's my thing. Uh, Blaine and his teammates once beat the Jags three times in a season. The 49ers are trying to do that to the Rams. So I'm going to say that they do it in honor of you and your teammates. They beat them a third time to go to the Super Bowl. Wow. Yeah. Boom. And, and if that happens, Garoppolo wins the Super Bowl, goes to the Super Bowl, then I'm going to be like, Tannehill can go to the Super Bowl, too. That's uh, going to renew everyone's hope. There's a plan here. This, mm-hmm. a, this is multi-layered. And Shot it just call. got sunny, and now it's cloudy after <laughs> I said that. We got to go. Yes, we do. 3HL coming up next. All right. Peace. Peace.